It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Good afternoon, Auburn Tiger fans. The correct during here stadium time is 9.35 p.m. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast. Hard by the friendly folks at collegemagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Origin Truthers. It is I at Center Crow 2 on 3. Find me at Center Crow on Venmo. It's one side of me, not here, absent without leave. The rumor monger Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for sleeping, I guess. I don't know what he's doing, actually. He's not He's not going to be on the show tonight. The other side of me, bringing you the full Fort Payne ASMR you pay extra money for, is the AU Chief. Hello. Gotcha. To the other side of me, another guest, Dr. Will McLaughlin of the McLaughlin Group. Uh, you know, just a normal, normal day in paradise as far as Auburn life of an Auburn sports fan. Nothing to see here. Just another manic Monday, as they say. That's right. That's they right. They do say that. The, ba- the Bengals say that. Is that the best Bengal song? Uh, I mean, Walk Like an Egyptian's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. It is good. Um, but if you're going to go listen to a... When was the last time you listened to a Bengal song? <laughs> I just tuned it up real quick. You know, Manic, Manic Monday is a cover. Right. That's true. Of a Prince uh, written song. And I believe it was it was either performed by Vanity or Apollonia, and I can't remember which. Uh, before the Bengals, but the Bengals made it famous. So nice. Also performed by uh, Reliant K in one of their mm, cover, yeah. covers. I, the- I can't let a mention of Apollonia go by without mentioning that that is a friend of the show, Al Catero's cousin. No way. First cousin. His first cousin's Apollonia? Yep. That's unbelievable. I know. It uh it blew my mind the first time he told me that. And she, it's crazy. she bathed she bathed in the uh what does he say? The cleansing waters of the, of whatever lake it is. Uh Minnetonka? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bathed in the cleansing waters of Lake Minnetonka. Let's see. If Ryan was on the show, we'd have to be explaining all of this, all these references to him yes. right now. Yes. Ryan, I can listen to this. Ryan and have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. <laughs> so Prince was a recording artist in the late 80s and, and into the, I guess, late 2010s. And mm-hmm. uh, he had a movie that it came out called Purple Rain with a companion album, which is just bangers only, top to bottom. Straight, straight fire. Just, just hot and, acid fire. In that movie, he tells this woman. The movie is like a. Apollonia is the uh, female lead in the movie as well. Yeah. Yes. It it is a giant, long music. And it's amazing. Holds up. Purple Rain, the movie, holds up. And in the movie, he tells her to bathe in the cleansing waters of Lake Minnetonka. And he does this completely uh, dead seriously. He uses that (laughs) phrase and it works. It uh, it was a staple. Like it ran all the time on WGN. Yeah, uh, when when we were kids. You don't have to explain what WGN is to me. I do know what that is at least. So. Oh, well. Yes. <laughs> well, there we go. It was uh, it was in heavy rotation along with "Romancing the Stone," which was also one of their heavy rotation hits. It's a great movie as well. Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, wonderful. Danny DeVito, I think. That guy in that. Anyway. Yeah. 
Danny DeVito is the bad guy. <laughs> I, th- I think he's I think, involved, he I think right. he's in it. Uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Um, I'm trying to think of how we could bring Danny DeVito back around to uh, Auburn football or basketball or anything, and I, I just can't do it. So Danny DeVito was a bit short. Your else was a bit short. Auburn fan celebration of hiring Lane Kiffin as their coach tonight. <laughs> uh, people thought it was getting hired today. It seemed like. Or announced today. Like every I saw everything from he's being announced like on the field after the egg bowl to he's gonna just walk into a press conference with Auburn behind him. Uh just gonna walk straight off the field and get into a uh Uber black and ride to the uh airport and come straight here. You would think after what happened Saturday night that was gonna happen after the game at Arkansas, looking at the score when it was forty two to six Arkansas, I'm like, good lord. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, that gave a lot of Auburn fans a little, uh, little pause. I think the ones that weren't totally convinced, anyway. Um, I, personally, I don't think you can judge based on one single game, uh, anyone really. So, uh, but it was pretty ugly in Fayetteville. Yeah. Was that in Fayetteville or was it in Little Rock? Yeah, it was in Fayetteville. Uh, okay, down in Little Rock. The the thing about that game is it was very similar to this Cowboys Vikings game that happens Sunday night. Mm. Where going into the game, I was like, "Oh yeah, this one it's going to be a blowout," and I was right, but completely wrong because I thought it was going to be a blowout the other way. And that's always a weird feeling when you're like, "Oh yeah, this." Like, I thought Ole Miss was going to smoke Arkansas. Yeah, well, it was a, a deal where they like. Almost doubled them up on yards, I think. Yeah, and they just had like three turnovers. It, it it's one of those just weird games where you're like, how did this happen again? Because they had 700 yards of offense and uh, came up with no points, um, or what six points, whatever it was. Wow. I, don't, I don't. It was I don't wild. Know if it's like them losing that way was like, it's got to be the most offensive yards. The most yards to points in SEC history, but I would let Josh Dub let me know if that's okay. I, I do think, uh, you know, there's got to be, I didn't see very many people talking about this at all, but the, uh, there is a factor of, you know, they had just played Alabama really, really tightly the week before. And, and uh, you know, right? Wasn't the week before? Yeah, yeah. So, right. and the, so and you the know, of, you know, their their coaches leave. Well, yeah. There's a little bit of a letdown, though. I I I I kind of think that has more to do it with, than anything. Um, but I mean, of course, players are uh, chronically online these days, so there's just no way they could anyone could avoid rumors about their coach uh, going to another job. Which you know, I don't, as strong-willed as anyone might be. It's got to affect you. Yeah. I just. the Tonight is one of the weirder nights in Auburn Twitter history because you've got. The television, if you to recap, let me reset Auburn Twitter for for everybody who's not on Twitter, but who listens to this show, which I don't know, it's probably three or four of you. God bless you. Yeah, get off Twitter is the I guess is the answer. But you Truth Social, right? Oh boy. <laughs> You'd be a real origin truther if you were on Truth Social. <laughs> yeah. So basically the television sports guy in Starkville, Mississippi tweeted today that in the same tweet he said that Auburn has not offered it's yeah. a position to anyone, but that Lane Kiffin was going to step down as planning to step down on Friday after the egg bowl. I saw people saying, what's going to do before the egg bowl? No, the egg bowl is on Friday. It's, it's on Thursday. Thursday. That's right. It's on, it's on Thanksgiving day. Now so he's going to do it on Friday the day after the egg bowl. He's going to step down and become Auburn's head coach. The next day be announced. Despite not be announced, having an offer. Be announced on Friday, 
and then be able to recruit on Saturday. It's all <laughs> happened in the same tweet. Then Lane Kiffin, who is extremely online, oh yeah, saw it and said that was fake news. Also said like, oh, it's news to me. Check your sources. Then it appeared made a either a graphic or printed <laughs> out a piece of paper, a fake press release that said that the reporter was leaving his job and going to another station. Yeah, and then posted a picture of his crotch uh, before before that. I think Be- before all of it, yeah, he posted a picture of him reading a book called The Egg Bowl, and he was in LeBron James fashion on page one of the book. He okay. he wasn't even on page one. He was in the the prelude in the front. Yeah, cover. yeah. He was reading the front flap. <laughs> Do y'all get that joke? By the way, that there's like 50 pictures of LeBron reading on Instagram or oh. whatever, and on every single one of them, he's on the first page yeah. of every book. Nah, man, I've been reading these books since way before. I already read it once. <laughs> like, trust me, <laughs> I talked to the guy who wrote it as he wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> man. I was telling people Dostoevsky's going to be fire. Y'all just got to pay attention to this. <laughs> but he's like. There would be a picture of him on the elliptical reading like Crime and Punishment, and he's on like the first page. Like, he's <laughs> hey, the you gotta start. You gotta start somewhere, man. And the next post is him, and he's reading some other massive work, mm. and he's on the first page. Fast reader, dude. Just book a day. You gotta, you gotta stay humble somehow. You can only be at the top in so many things. I just can't <laughs> believe this is his life. All right. <laughs> I do love him so much. I am. I am going to cape. I'll cape for the king anytime. But speaking of basketball, Auburn is playing another game this week, and we have Shooty Hoops Will McLaughlin here to tell us a little bit about that as well. Auburn went 2-0. and Auburn is undefeated still, and in the last two games it played, doubled the number of three-pointers it made in its first two games. Right. Hey, progress, right? Hey, and we're 1-0 and in the Cancun tournament. If yeah. Auburn continues at this pace, this week it will make like 17 threes a game. Yeah, there we go. I, I'm okay, like your heads. Let's, let's pray for 17 threes the rest of the season. Because <laughs> we went from making four threes a game week one to eight threes a game week two. Stonks. You know, <laughs> going you know, all the way up. You know who's making threes that hadn't made threes before this year? Chris Moore. Chris yeah. Moore. Good old Simo. Yeah. Simo. You know who's Bring still it. not making three is Jalen Williams. I don't <laughs> like, is he 0 for 14 now or something like that? Like it's it's not gotten good. I'll have to look. Um, I, yeah. No, he's hit he's hit a couple this year. He's hit, he's I think he's hit two. He least. started the year over he started the year over ten. So if he's hit any, it's been in the last game. Here's yeah, he here's my thing with him. Okay. Also, hi, Thomas Northcutt is on the podcast. I, yeah. myself. <laughs> I just I just showed up. Um, I don't. I try to speak nothing but positive words about this program because I love it. I have very fond memories. But can somebody pretty please fix Jalen's jump shot? I love it's, you, Jalen. You're uh, great, but oh, uh, it hurts me to my core. <laughs> I mean, so I'm, like, I'm, I'm also very, very aware. I was blessed to get to work with guys like TJ Lang and Jared Harper and Bryce Brown. Bryce Brown once told me I had a nice jump shot, and I would have put that on a plaque on my wall. <laughs> you probably should. Yeah. I, I, think you actually, I can tell you I can tell you exactly. He told me that in the O-Dome, uh, in pre, and not in shoot-around, but when we, when we went over and did our walkthrough and everything. Nicest thing anybody's ever told me. But <laughs> – so I've been very fortunate to see some pretty jump shots and Jalen's is just clunky and it's not, uh, I mean, it clearly, it got him to this level. I'm not trying to, to bash on the kid too much because he's a very talented player, but man, there's nothing that hurts my feelings more than just an ugly jump shot. And especially when it's not going in. Um, I like to think of a quote that uh, an announcer said in an Auburn game, I believe it was 2015 at Arkansas. Um, it was either 15 or 16 at Arkansas and the announcer, we were getting absolutely drummed. Um, and the announcer goes, they're called fundamentals for a reason. They're supposed to be fun. It's not called sad dementals. <laughs> and that has been my favorite quote of all time. And that's just one of those ones where it's like, put some fun into your jump shot, get it, 
stop bringing it around town. It's not called need to do this and then do this. It's straight up. Oh, sorry. I that's do my love rap. No, he's got probably my one of the second or third ugliest three point jump shots we've had besides. Uh, Alan at Flanagan's is really no. You guys horrible. are missing the, no. the one that I the only one I've ever bagged on openly on this show that Thomas had actually a hand in. Was I know exactly a, what Nate. Every shot was back. beautiful. It was just hey, slow. Hey, okay, it's a beautiful I shot. Will, it was just hold slow. On, hold on, I am defending myself here. If you no. want to know the year that Anthony McLemore had his highest three point That's right. percentage, That's right? It was. 2017-18, and you know who shot with him before every single game that season? Me. He had to get to the gym an hour early just to get ten shots up. He, <laughs> no, he, we we would be out at as soon as the ninety minute clock started running every game. We were the first people out there. We were out there for probably twenty five minutes just shooting threes, and I like you got again twenty five shots in twenty five minutes. That's pretty. It's hey, and but it looked good. I was a lockdown defender the whole time, but <laughs> the no, that his, his shot was so I thought you were gonna say, uh, everybody's favorite point god, Cinnamon Toast Bowser. Oh boy, uh, yeah, that the man, <laughs> I like that the, shot. I like the man shot. who shot it on the way down. Yeah, that one was just comedy, though. That's uh, <laughs> I think, uh, nothing, will he had the, be- yeah, he also had one of the uh, most horrendous free throw uh shots as well just just this weird so like oh god it was so weird see, did you guys see the uh, yeah did uh, you guys see the tweet today from today in auburn history that was something like auburn got its first win in what is now neville arena to on this day in 2010 and it was a picture of the guys walking off the court that day the size of the shorts that my guys are wearing is just comical. It looks like the, they are wearing like genie pants from the nineties, <laughs> and we were all Je- complicit in this. Jinko jeans, man, that's what it was. The, the bas- Twelve years the basketball, ago, the basketball shorts will forever go up and down, up and down like a yeah. slide whistle, like. You know, for the first 30 years of the sport, everybody wore booty shorts. Then we had 15 years of everybody put on shorts that go past your knees. And I'm still con- self-conscious of my knees to this day because yes, of that. Me, me too, Thomas. Yeah. I have to wear long shorts. I can't wear the I, short shirt thing. Skies out, thighs out does not apply to me. Yep. I do not Same. have confidence in it because Same. I spent too much time around basketball in the early yes. 2000s. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, now, and now everybody's rolling their shorts up so that way oh. they got the – they got they got the thighs out again. I've got a couple pair of khakis that come above my knees, and I'm like, I can't. Every time I put them on, I'm like, I, I can't do this. I've I've had to force myself to to, to step out of my comfort zone, and I'm very <laughs> proud of myself. Uh, my thighs still look nice and pasty by the end of the summer, but you know what? We're getting somewhere. I just posted the picture in the Slack for your reference. The guy in the back of the photograph. I mean, those aren't shorts. Like he's <laughs> no, no. Those are those are uh, uh, custom hula shorts from the Maui. You, man. What in the world, bro. That's what they looked like, Will. And that's I had a pair of shorts like that, and that's wow. all I wore. And we would, in, when I was in high school, we would wear no socks or ankle socks, and then shorts that went down almost to our mid calf, and that was like uh. a normal look. And then the biggest, the biggest jersey you could find just so like now you're like that's, well, how did you move that's, do- that's uh dollard in the back isn't it <laughs> the josh no, dollard it's not it's not, no. <laughs> not Wait, is that yeah. is that a, is, is that a frankie sullivan team uh, yes Fra- yeah 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 because frankie started what in 08 07 08 chris denson on that team i think that's him in the f- yeah no, that's cd, CD yeah, was but, on that team i think yeah no, he was. Uh, the the first, actually, the first year we played there, uh, so was Kenny Gabriel. Uh, which was what? 09, 2010, right? 2010, yeah, 2010. 11, 10, yeah. 10 11, yeah. Because the tweet mentions that Auburn lost its first three games of the year all at home and won the first game in what is now Neville Arena 
game four. So in front of what I can only imagine was dozens of fans. Tens um, of fans. Just people just cheering hard for the Tigers. Things have changed. Shorts have gotten a little bit shorter. Tickets have yeah, gotten it was all, I mean, a lot it was harder only, to come by. It's only a couple years after this that the uh, shorts were suddenly short, short again. And and now the tickets are much more difficult to get. Yes. Hashtag make make short short again. So what, <laughs> Will? Who do we? Who does Auburn have this week? So Auburn's got three games. I this know week. the answer, but I'm asking you like. Oh, I know. No, you're good. So Auburn's going to play three games this week. Uh, they well, when you're listening to this podcast, uh, playing tonight at five o'clock against the Bradley mm-hmm. Braves of the Missouri Valley Conference. Um, they play Wednesday either against Northwestern or Liberty, depending on the results of games tomorrow. Both those games are in Cancun, by the way, which is a lot warmer than uh, where we are right now. Um, but um, real quick on Bradley, what I'll say is if if Auburn – Auburn, I mean, people say that Auburn may have too much debt. Well, Bradley's the opposite. They are definitely struggling with depth right now. What uh, could go yeah. wrong? Yeah, so – <laughs> They've got a couple stars out due to injury, including their top leading returning scorer from last year, who was their their big man. He was averaged like eleven and eight last year, and then they lost another one to like a wrist injury last week. So I don't think they have much depth. Um, they're three and one on the season, uh, and then there's Northwestern and Liberty. Um, Liberty lost to Southern Miss in their Cancun Challenge campus game. Um, Southern Miss is four and zero. But they're always Liberty's usually always a, a, a tough nosed defensive low scoring team. Um, we've got those two games in Cancun, but the, the game on Sunday back at Neville Arena, um, it's going to be a good one. I, I really hate it's in this time slot, to be honest, because um, I'm looking forward to seeing Auburn play in St. Louis. Um, heck of a point guard matchup. Yuri Collins, Wendell Green. Uh, Yuri Collins is an outstanding point guard. Um, got to see him play Auburn when those two teams locked up in St. Louis last year. and He was terrific, and they've got a lot of really good shooters. And I know last year they let a 13-point lead with nine minutes to go slip away, and I know they're coming to Auburn looking to get some revenge on us after that. Um, that's going to be a tough game. Uh, they did – I will say this about St. Louis. Maryland, Maryland uh, took it to them Saturday, but they bounced back and beat Providence on Sunday. Um, so they have one loss coming into this game, but literally looking forward to that Auburn St. Louis matchup. That's definitely easily the best home game on the non-conference schedule this year. Um, that's a real quick three game outlook of what Auburn's got this week. Yeah. And that's now, uh, becoming, I don't know, recently it's a regular series sort of deal. We played St. Louis, what, two years ago? Yeah. Last month. Last of a three-year series, they played the first one in Birmingham, 1920. They're actually supposed to play in the Orlando Invitational 2021, but obviously they got canceled because of COVID. And then, so they skipped, they technically skipped that year, although they could have played each other there. And then uh, home and home these last two years, last year being in St. Louis, and then finishing up this year in Auburn. So it was like a, it was like a, it was kind of like a two for one, but one of them was at a neutral site, which was technically a home game for Auburn. Yeah. So. Cool. How good is St. Louis? Do it now. How good is St. Louis? The Billikens. Well, the Billikens, um, the Billikens, are, if looking at the Kim Palm rankings, are f- at 43 right now. Um, adjusted offense, they're 13th in the country. So they're really, they, they've played Memphis. They beat a really, a, actually a really good Memphis team, I think. Um, I, know, I know we talk about Memphis in, in in light, but I think that Memphis team is actually really good this year. So they do have a, a win over Memphis as well. So they've played a very challenging schedule. They also beat Murray State as well. Um, everybody's Auburn uh, favorite Auburn's Twitter buddy. Uh, so they have wins over say, Murray friend State. Friend of the show. Yep. <laughs> the friend show, of the show. Yep. So they've played. They've played a challenging schedule with wins over Murray State, Memphis, and and Providence. Like I said, they they've played Maryland, and, and Maryland actually lost. Uh, they lost to Maryland, but uh, that Maryland team is really good. So I don't. And it was it was a twenty eight point loss. So I mean, it was, they got blown out, no question about it. But um, they did beat the defending Big East regular season champs the following day. So uh, that's going to be an interesting game, especially the day after the Iron Bowl. 
there could be a lot going on that day, Auburn wise. <laughs> but I mean, when I want to sit here and speculate, I hate hate that. But um, again, I hate that it's a two p.m. Sunday afternoon tip, just because I was really looking forward to that game this year. Um, so yeah, but definitely will be Auburn's one of Auburn's tougher non-conference games, especially at home. Um, they've got some, and uh, they've got some other guys too. That um, give me a second. Got some other guys that are on that team. That they, it's a very it's a very veteran team. Um, brought a lot of guys back from last year. I mean, they're averaging eighty one points a game, but they do give up. They are giving up seventy seven points a game. So. Um, yeah, Gibson Jemerson was the other guy. I know we talked about him. He's a 44% three-point shooter. Is he related to... Nope, never mind. And they've got some other guys. <laughs> I was going to ask you later. Yeah, not quite. But yeah, they've got Your a couple other guys. My brain <laughs> you said this guy has a different first and last name than him? Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Jimmer Jemerson, yeah. But yeah, Javante Farkins, Javon Pickett, who played at Mizzou, um, they they, you know, they've got some really good players, some uh, veteran players, and uh, again, that's going to be a fun matchup on Sunday. I think I've said that three times already. So, but is it going to be a fun matchup on Sunday? Well, maybe it may be fun from an outsider's perspective, but from an Auburn <laughs> fan's perspective, I don't know. College uh, basketball is so wild now because, like, guys just move around everywhere <laughs> and it's it, like you you end up with all these people that you've played before on different teams playing for another team that you end up playing uh, i mean uh what xavier pinson's on his what fourth team now yeah <laughs> in his sixth year of eligibility or whatever it is so, so we're definitely eight. coming to the end of the of the reign of guys with six and seven years of eligibility yeah from, yeah from covid and I mean, and also now add the change of, to the rule this offseason of you can only transfer one time and that's it is going to make things a little bit easier because now you yep. lose you lose a lot of that sort of like internal NIL recruiting that, that you've been yep. seeing the last couple of years. Um, and you won't see as many people applying for hardship waivers and stuff like that, um, which is it's going to be good for the game. I do think that I think it's good to have these guys being able to get competitive and have like those kind of transfers. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you do want a little bit of consistency. And you don't want it to turn, you don't want it to turn into the NBA already. Like if we wanted to do that, we would completely disavow the NCAA, which we should, but for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, Make, I, I, I agree. Like I think limiting it to one free transfer basically is good. I mean, you can transfer again if you want to lose a year, just like you normally could. I, I, I I'm fine with that too. But um, I think that's a good like middle ground between this whole like essentially free agency that we've been dealing with lately. The one, the one, the one good thing about it has been, there was a lot of worry when the transfer portal got really big that this, like all the high majors would get all the star players and it would, it would lessen the level of playing field. And I think because you've had fewer spots and you've had guys want to go and get more playing time, they've gone to these lower level schools. And so there's still that realm of um, parity. That's the word I was looking for. Parity that you don't see in other sports, a la, you know, not as much in college football. A little more this year than we've seen in years past, but you are seeing that too. But I mean, the whole with the COVID thing, you know, whenever they gave those guys an extra year of eligibility, like it was, it was great for them. But then you had the downside of, you know, looking two, three years down the road and there's just, there's only so many spots and only, you know, only five guys can play at once. You know, so now you're kind of seeing the downside of that whole rule that was put in a couple of years ago, because there's just only so many spots to go around. But mm-hmm. like Thomas was saying, like, I think once you get past this year, maybe next year, you know, those hardships, sixth, seventh years will kind of start fading, fading off again. So that'll be good for them. Hey, one other name on this roster. Craig, you may recognize uh, the, the, the uh, father's name, Larry Hughes. His son is on this. Uh, Larry list. Hughes has Larry a son Hughes. on this yeah. team? Yeah, he's a freshman. So I did not know that until about five minutes ago. So doesn't play yeah. much, but um, yeah. just thought I'd mention that. I do think it's uh, it, it is pretty cool that um, I feel like every year for the last I don't know five, six, 
maybe more than that years, we've played a team that has a uh, 90s NBA legend or sometimes 2000 kid on their team. We played one Uh, last week. Yeah, we played Shakir O'Neal this last week. Uh, uh, Sharif O'Neal was on LSU last year when we played him. He didn't play, I don't think. Uh, And... uh, I mean, there's Scotty Pippen Jr. We've played against. We played against uh, Ron Artest's kid. Um, yep, Cal State Northridge. Yep, uh, kids everywhere. Walker Kessler, his dad, NBA, '90s NBA legend, right? Jamari Smith's dad. But yeah, and, uh, it's Antoine pretty cool. Mason's dad. Yeah, the most iconic one of all. No joke. Rest <laughs> in peace. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um. But it, it is cool to see these guys' kids, uh, these guys I grew up watching their kids, you know, play for these teams. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, Carmelo Anthony's kid is a four-star recruit in, like, the 2024 class, I think, which is so bizarre to me. Well, uh, LeBron's kid should be a senior now. Well, he's a senior this year. They're the yeah. same age, I believe. They're, 24, okay. they're both 2024, yeah. I thought. Okay. Right. I think you're right. Well, and don't forget, LeBron LeBron got his second son who looks even better than the first one. Yeah, I don't think LeBron's going to be in the league when a second kid gets there, but I do think he will here's, be LeBroning. Here's the thing. LeBron, LeBron might have uh, – you know what? If I say anything, I might get fined for tampering. But <laughs> LeBron, LeBron might have some, like – Captain America super secret serum locked away somewhere. I don't know. What <laughs> you heard it. About. You heard it here first. Braun of the Mets. <laughs> well, it was in Space Jam, you know. Yeah, that's. If I speak, I get in trouble. If I speak, I get in trouble. <laughs> How wild would Braun of the. Yeah. Anyway. It would. It would. You know what? I'll it would not that. be the dumbest thing that's it happened would not, in the NBA. It would not be the first time I've been <laughs> sitting be on this couch. Hey, uh, last uh, a couple weeks ago, I said, "Well, you know what? At least I can say this isn't the first time I got yelled out or yelled at by a protester outside one of our games." <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Oh. So, uh, if, if anyone, if anyone in my office is listening to this, no, you're not. No, you're not, uh, <laughs> guys. All right, let's go real quick back to football. So that was our basketball section of the podcast. If you're listening to this, and we're circling. Right on back to football, but this time we're not talking about Kiff, we're talking about CAD. Yeah. So Cardell got this team believing, got this team two and one underneath him. That's right. He mentioned in a press conference today something that Chief and I and the rest of the guys have talked a lot about is that something occurred and now all of a sudden this defense is good again. Yeah. And we don't know. Like it's legitimately averaging like half in under Carnell. Who doesn't know anything about, or not? I mean, doesn't know, doesn't do anything on the defensive side. Yeah, this team is like same, twice same, as good on same defensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, yeah, twice it's, as good yards per play. Than it, it was it's pretty bizarre, and and honestly, like the only thing you can look at is just rotation of personnel, which we just didn't do before because uh, the other guy didn't believe in it apparently. And it makes a world of difference when your guys don't look like they are done halfway through the third quarter, which is how we looked in every game up until the last three. Um, and I mean, because if, if you remember, we started out every game pretty good on defense, like we were fine. And then third and fourth quarter, it was just, we just couldn't keep up anymore. And I, that's the only theory that I can, by I, I think there's more a little you know some more effort going on. There's there's a little extra energy in the room, which helps too, especially on defense. Um, yeah. but but that that personnel rotation has to be helping immensely. I mean, I would also throw out there. I I think it's important. I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Um, you look at the games before before the coaching change. Yeah. I mean, you had Penn State, LSU, Georgia, Ole Miss, all, all, and there, Missouri's in there too, but we should not have won that game. Uh, <laughs> and then even Arkansas, those teams, like, those are all better than current Mississippi State, current Texas A&M, and yeah. Western Kentucky. Right. But the one thing I would also, you know, throw in there, 
um, and I'm going to stall for a second because I had a good point and then I forgot it. Um, I think that that I found it. Um, I think one thing that honestly, and this maybe I'm just I, I'm just a little bit too too naive here, but it honestly just feels like the fact that we've been able to control the ball a little bit better on offense, yeah. save a little bit of energy, like being at the Texas A and M and Texas A and M game in the first half, and watching some of those drives that just felt like they lasted forever. I like stuff like that. I think can't go, you know, unnoticed. We're like, first of all, we're killing the clock a little bit and we're giving that defense a little bit extra time to rest. And, and then in the second half, they were getting those three and out. So they weren't on the field for very long. So at least it balanced out with how short the team was on the field during those moments. Here's the wildest thing. The wildest thing is that we've got an interim head coach. The entire offensive staff for the most part has been fired and the offense has gotten less vanilla. (laughs) <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. You would I mean we aren't that, throwing that, the ball, but we're just no. doing all <laughs> different. No. I mean we're 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 running eye formation. We're doing a little bit of shotgun. Uh, there's probably a little pistol in there. There's uh uh the three tight end sets. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you get your ball get the ball to your best players. I mean that's I mean, all anybody ever wants you like to a, do. It's a novel concept, you know. <laughs> And Auburn's done a good job of doing that the last two, three weeks. And when when when, Cattell, when Carnell took over, he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna get the ball. To, we're gonna run the ball." And that's what they've done. And uh, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch the last few weeks. It really has. You think uh, that other guy's been sitting at home watching these games? I imagine he has. What do you think he? What do you think he thinks? Let me. I'm gonna be frank with you, Chief. I think he's not a very good person. Well, <laughs> and I want to be frank with you again. I think Car- Carnell Cadillac Williams is a better coach of football <laughs> than, <laughs> than what we had. I mean, the results don't lie. So, <laughs> but I also, I also think what Carnell saw sees is what what the last guy should have seen is that like we we probably can't pass. Yeah, you, you, you no. just can't keep trying to do things that don't work. I think that's the, the the real big takeaway that the other guy couldn't figure out. I don't know. Robbie Robbie did have a nice deep ball early in that game Saturday, and and Shedrick dropped it. Oh my god! It, yeah, and it came to the ground and dropped it, and that that was a that was a well thrown ball. I'll give I'll give Robbie that, but yeah, I'm with you guys. With, with the he's had his flashes. I'll give it to him. Like even that touchdown pass against A and M, like I watched that and I saw that in person, and I was just like, I I didn't know he had that in his locker. Granted, that should not have been that difficult of a throw, but you know, <laughs> it was a it was about six feet off. Uh, went on like six inches off the the grass. Yeah, hit it, hit it, <laughs> it was and real. Hit him in the back of it. He yeah. caught it back here, but it was he got it, it to him. Just and, get it I mean, to your guys. For a guy who's a freshman who got really thrusted into this, you know, really kind of crappy situation, like you just got like he's he's doing the best he can, and I give him I try to give him as much credit as I can here because I can't imagine being in his shoes with everything going on. Yeah, well, he's all he's all we've got too. I mean, we're we're not going to throw, rightfully so, not going to throw a freshman uh, behind this offensive line. It it. it even if they've improved a little, um, it's just not—it's not something that needs to happen. And, and clearly, they know that because he just—he ha- has not seen the field since they've been here. Because I think he—I I don't know how many times he saw the field before, uh, how many games. Uh, it may have only been one. I thought it was more. But anyway, e- either way, we're, we're just clearly they know they can't put him back there. It's just not—not not gonna be great for him. Um, Maybe he's just not ready anyway. Right. Um, but uh, hey, if if push comes to shove, Jarquez Hunter could be our quarterback. Hey, that was a heck of a throw. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciated that. I did. That I love a heck of a throw. I I, I, I was uh, I was like Leo and in, uh, in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when when that happened. I was like, ah, I know that play. <laughs> as soon as it happened. Uh, it took. It was a good play. Yeah, it was a really good play, and I think the there was the right time for it. They'd kind of been setting up similar things the entire game, and then all of a sudden they 
they roll that out there, you know, you know, gorgeous Al Borges probably saw that happen and thought, yeah, yeah. we, we got now. Yeah, you saw they uh, uh like he confirmed that that was like it's the exact same play. Yeah, yeah. He told Will Friend, "Hey, I want to try this," and Will Friend this play, put it my, in. My my only complaint with the play was, man, we should have saved that for next week. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> we might have we might have a few more. Uh, I mean, Auburn's run a a great deal of trick plays over the years, so I think we can. If we if they really want to delve in and and pull out all the stops, uh, throw a little greatest hits of uh, Auburn, the the best of yeah, gonna oh, say it's yeah. Grab classics. So. Yeah. Oh please, I, I hope I hope this week is we just throw everything at them. Just just gotcha. It's just <laughs> the whole the whole game is just trick play after trick play, fake punt. The oh, man. punter, the kicker, throw the holder throwing the ball over his shoulder. To the oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. How, I don't know how fast Evan or uh, uh, Alex is. I'm not. I'm not sure if he's. Uh, he's got fast this, enough. The, <laughs> I don't know if he's got the wheels that uh, uh, Damon Duvall had on him. Anders has got some wheels. I feel like. Not anymore. Eh, I, I guess so. it's true. I mean, what does Auburn have to lose this weekend? Absolutely nothing. Like, go all out, throw it all out there. Whatever happens, I, happens. I mean, I, I fully expect us to to do to do just that. Um, yeah, I mean, we're playing with house money. Um, I mean, De- Derek Hall said it uh, today. He said that uh, you know we c- can either go out there and pull off you know a huge win against Alabama, or we can just go out there and try try as hard as we can. Uh, give it, give it our all for Auburn. He's like, where it, you know, it's a win-win situation. It's like, yeah. I, I think what you've seen this last three weeks, there's no doubt they're going to do that. Now, whether or not they come away with the win on Saturday or not, that's, I mean, we'll see. But uh, heroes get I'm remembered. Hopeful Derek. that I was three weeks ago. That's for sure. <laughs> heroes get remembered, but legends never die. It's true. It's true. I, uh, I, I'm. I, I I never would have thought thought that I would have been in, you know anticipating the Iron Bowl uh, this year, and, and here I am. I'm I'm excited for it. Um, you know, maybe maybe we get killed. I I don't know. I I don't. This Alabama team is not that scary. Um, uh, they have nothing to play for this weekend. Like nothing. Well, they have um, the only thing to play for is is to not lose play. three games. Hold on. Can you say that one more time for me? I just want to hear that again. <laughs> they have nothing to play for. Who doesn't have anything to play for? The Alabama Crimson Tide have nothing. Oh, uh, uh, well, what a wonderful sound. Wait, is that – but is that true? Did LSU clinch the West? Mm, yeah. Yeah, LSU, yeah. yeah. The yeah. LSU got the Tigers clinched it, I think, last week. Yeah, yeah so – even first-year coaches make it to the, the SEC championship game, and I can't wait to do it again next year. That's, that's right. That's right. Amen. And it can be done. Oh, you think Ole Miss is going to make the title game next year? <laughs> Does Hugh Freeze count as a first-year head coach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's the. Here's oh, the. Taking it to Atlanta. What is that? that worst case that scenario that? is we hire Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss hires Cadillac Williams as their head coach. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know why. <laughs> I'd be so. I'd be so horribly mad. Uh, <laughs> That'd be the most petty thing that Ole Miss could ever do. We the whole game against him, I would just be weeping. Like, I don't know <laughs> that would be the worst case of buyer's remorse that anyone could yes. have if we if, if that swap. Right, dang it, swap uh, that would just be the I'm trapped in a glass case of emotion <laughs> that none of us want. Oh man, I don't, uh, I don't even want to think about that. Um. Yeah, don't, uh, miss, don't hire Travis. Don't hire Cadillac. Keep our boys away from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing about Travis too. Everybody's like, "Oh, we I want Travis to get a P five coaching job. He better not be in this conference because I would absolutely <laughs> can't stand. You I know, no, to play against hey, I, I'd be okay with Travis being there. I could, I could, I could hope we won. He could win every other game. That's fine. I'd be fine with that. Because they're still all Miss. Like, there's nothing Travis can do that's going to make them. <laughs> the you Travis know, get to do. make it like make it to Atlanta. Yeah, he can. Best best thing he could do would be like win ten games, you know, yeah. and then come coach Auburn. 
We just keep then, hiring all Yes, then we just keep taking their <laughs> yeah. coaches. Oh my god! Just turn it into a pipeline. <laughs> they just become the they become become like the Borussia Dortmund who are uh, Manchester yeah. City or whoever. Like Bayern. they're the junior varsity. They're our varsity. Our Bayern, yeah. Then man, yeah. I hate being the Bayern, but I guess we. I are know. The me too. We would be. Yeah, they're Bayern. You're always <sighs> somebody's Bayern. Yeah, I, I I can't I can't I don't I wasn't as plugged into the the Tommy Tuberville coaching search at that time. Like, um, I I mean, obviously, I remember the whole Pine Box thing like two days. The Pine Box thing is wild. That is, a, if you look back yeah. on that, if Twitter existed, yeah, that it can, would have been the wildest thing. You can find that press conference on YouTube. It's available for uh. For that side of a gun said the only way I'm leaving here is in a Pine Box, and it was. Three days later, and three days later, <laughs> really, really, uh, there was not a lot of time separating that comment when he took the job. Um, we like and, even Saban's Dolphins thing, where he's like, "I don't know how how else to say it, guys. I'm I'm not going to be Alabama's head coach right now." <laughs> and then, like two days later, he's Alabama's head coach. Yeah. But he would say, I think he said, like he he didn't know he was going to take that job when he made that press conference. Yeah, yeah, that that was a weird situation. Um, Lane even brought up Pine Box today in his press. He, he did. He said he the word on purpose, man. Pine Box. Yes, I was give you a Pine totally Box speech. I don't know what to say. Yeah, he's trolling somebody. He's either oh, trolling yeah. Ole Miss or us. Yeah, but both probably. Because I I I told Will like. Either he's coming or he's not. Like, and if he's not <laughs> yeah. coming, it is the yeah. it is the troll of all trolls. And yeah, he becomes like the king, the king slash like public Le- enna be number one Le- in Le- Alabama. Legendary troll. And you uh, know what? Yeah. No matter what, you have to respect the hell out of it. No, I would, <laughs> I would respect. Yeah. it. I, I wouldn't hate the guy. I would. I, would, I wouldn't either. Fully expect him to do this. Uh, he's just like the. He's like three year Letterman. As a real person, as a coach. <laughs> it's going to be so great when he retires uh, Saban and then they hire Urban Meyer and then he re-retires Urban, Urban Meyer again. That's going to be amazing. That's going yep. to be the best. Yep. Man, that was good times. Well, Cover, I, Covered everything? We covered it all, fellas. We covered it all. Yeah, we didn't get we didn't get into early aughts rap rock though, but that's we'll uh, that well. another time. Anybody well, got anything going on for, for Thanksgiving? What's your well here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a classic podcast close. What is your favorite thing on the Thanksgiving table? Mm. Dr. McLaughlin, you can go first because you're closest to the left of my oh screen. Gosh. Um throw me on the spot. I mean, I'm I'm more of a ham person. So I'll say ham. I'll be bored. You do ham on Thanksgiving? We do ham on. Yeah, I not not a big turkey prick, but I ham. We used to um, do ham and ham, turkey. ham and mashed potatoes. Um, okay. So, sweet ham or savory ham? Doesn't matter. Ham is okay. ham to me. Ham. <laughs> ham is ham. Say to that me. again. Amen. Hey, yeah. <laughs> food to me. Yeah, so. Jeez. Is ham uh, ham to you? Uh, I, I like a, I like a good ham. Um, I, you know, I, I'm torn because, uh, there's two, two dishes that I, that I really love. Um, and, uh, I'm going to go my mother-in-law's dre- uh, dressing, stuffing, whatever you want to call it, dressing. Uh, it's delicious. She makes a, uh, not spicy and a spicy variant. The spicy variant choice. She always makes me, if, uh, if I'm not going to be there, she makes me my own little souffle dish of that. Uh, sometimes also her, a sweet, sweet potato casserole, uh, is, uh, is tops. I, I would actually eat, just eat that. Um, sometimes I like to put a little whipped cream on it. Just mm, mm. Man, living over Ooh. here. Boy. Ooh. L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> Tomas, what do you think? I'm I'm sticking with that sweet potato casserole. Yes, yeah, there we go. Get the marshmallows on top. Oh yeah, nice and golden brown. Oh, Oof. Oof. nothing better. There's nothing Damn. better. 
you know, I'm I'm t- I'm with I'm with Will. I'm taking I'm taking the ham over the turkey. You know, I'm any a nice a nice mac and cheese is always a nice touch. Mm. You know, good mashed potatoes, good green beans, all that. But uh, there's just there's not a lot better than than you start out. You get your sweet potatoes, uh, and then for mm. dessert you break out the pumpkin pie. Oh yeah, pumpkin pie. Oh. Mm-mm. That is that is the best part of Thanksgiving right there. I was uh I'm I love the green bean casserole. The green bean casserole is like it's normally made with like a cream mushroom soup can with a can of beans. One year my mom made it like legit, like from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, is this what this is supposed to taste like? This is incredible. Like, <laughs> like, like I've loved it up until this, but this is so much better. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I also I also love dark meat on the turkey, which is great because no one else in my family, for some reason, everybody else eats the white meat, and so I, I like dark. I like dark meat. Darks. Yeah, I like the dark meat turkey. I, I, I um, the white meat is inedible to me most of the time. It's like this is just it, so it, dry. It really, um, yeah. See that it really depends. It's, I, I'd say I'd had I've had bad turkey on Thanksgiving more times than I've had good turkey. Oh on yeah. So that that's why I'm kind of like. Eh. If my hands around, kind of hard to screw be up. Good. So that's why I usually yeah work up for the hand. But uh, my to... my father in law smoked a turkey one year after uh, injecting it or something with Cajun stuff. So it was a Cajun smoked turkey, and it was amazing. And I've been chasing that high ever since, and haven't really. One year it. we bought a turkey from this. We bought a turkey from this barbecue restaurant that's now like top fifty in the state of Texas, mm. and I'm chasing that high because I'm like, look. <laughs> Should we just go buy this turkey? It was not cheap, but it was like, <laughs> I mean, this is, it's, it's not going to get, we're not going to do better than that. <laughs> so, it was amazing. All right. Well, guys, have a happy Thanksgiving and a war eagle weekend. Keep on cocking. <laughs>